Welcome to another episode of Records Revisited, a podcast dedicated to the magic of music. I am your DJ, your MC, the host on the East Coast. I'm Ben Montgomery, and joining me is the man who, well, he's old. Here's Wayne Fugate. <laughs> Hola, Ben. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm out of my yeah. locker and smack you. Well, you know, here, here's the beauty of you being what two two months older than me, three months older than me. So, Your day will come, young, young whippersnapper. My time is gonna come. That's right. This is another one of our 45 episodes. We we were just chatting whether or not we uh, we needed to talk about the t-shirts that we're wearing. Do we do we do it for these episodes? I, I say we do. I'm where I personally for this occasion, uh, since we've had a couple of guests wore Star Wars T-shirts, I have a kind of a cool Star Wars T-shirt I got from uh, my girlfriend a couple like a couple Christmases ago. Um, it's got Princess Leia with uh, she's got like sugar skull face paint and uh, she's holding a blaster and she's got like tattoos that say like Alderaan, Avenge Alderaan and she's got like Jedi on her knuckles and uh, I think there's like a rose with that says solo. And then it's got like this ring of R2-D2 heads on around it. It's pretty cool. It's Way not your just, average Star Wars t-shirt. You just tainted the whole memory of Star Wars for me. Oh, come like, on. I think, she's, I think she's wearing the gold bikini. She wearing a Misfits t-shirt to go along with it? No, but I do think she has a handkerchief wrapped around her neck. Like she's pretty gangsta. She's gangsta. Okay. What what do what do we want to chat about? Uh, we're 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 trying some new technology out for this episode. We do have a, a guest that's coming on that uh, using our normal USB mic and Zencaster way of doing things kind of scared him a little bit, but I really wanted him to be on the show, so. We're uh, we're trying this go to meeting thing. Uh, the beauty of 14 day trials is we can check this out and see if we want to do this going forward. So, yeah, yay for technology! Yay! So we're airing this in the the the, the first part of March of 2019, and we are getting ready to kick off our Cameron Crow soundtrack month. You you excited about this month? Very much. I actually already started doing a little uh, research. Watched Fast Times at Ridgemont High last night. Did you now? Uh, I'm 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 gonna guess that you made sure that all the the blinds were were down and you know the door was locked and you I'm 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 assuming you you uh, paused on the Phoebe Kate scene. Not in this day and age. That's not necessary. But it, but it was nice. It was nice to see him. It was nice to see him again. Yeah, you know, and I, I even posted to uh, to a, a, a another Facebook group that I belong to, and I said, yeah, I'm uh, I'm 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 preparing. I'm listening to the 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 Fast Time soundtrack again, pre- prepping for an episode. The song "Moving in Stereo" by the Cars is conspicuously absent from the soundtrack. I'm sure we will we will talk about that. And I said, and I, and I put the comment. And if you're a child of the '80s, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I had I had like like three likes on that comment. Uh, 
you know. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard that song since then. With that, that's like I think the immediate thing that goes through my mind. Like when I hear the the opening, that real spacey opening intro. Yeah, that's all. That's the first thing I see. Yeah. Well, we'll 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 chat more about that uh, (laughs) for that episode. More to follow. I cannot wait to hear what Jonathan's take is going to be on that. He is very irreverent, and uh, yeah, it. uh, This should be a fun episode. So, looking forward to it. I I did a little homework as well. So over the weekend, I watched uh, I watched Say Anything, which again we'll we'll chat about this during the episode. The music, other than the Peter Gabriel song, really not not super prominent um, for for that movie. Not not a vehicle of of moving the uh, the the plot along, you know, like you see in like Jerry Maguire, or if you see it in you know definitely in singles. But uh, well, I'll save all my thoughts on on uh, on that episode well that'll be airing later on in march when we do that particular episode we'll be uh, we'll be talking about our friend ryan adams he uh yeah that but spoiler alert that would have been my favorite song on oh on... by you know what far and away that would have been my favorite song off the elizabethtown uh, soundtrack yeah, and it and it features that song features prominently in the movie. I think that that's like the pivotal. That's the pivotal scene of the movie is is Ryan Adams. In fact, uh, the Kirsten Dunst uh, character, she's a airline attendant, and you can see her her flight bag. She even puts the uh, "Love Is Hell." cd in her in her travel kit so it, it definitely was prominent but i think we're we're saying too much i think we're yeah. we're, we're yeah we're, we're doing too many spoilers on that so <laughs> all right uh some 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 follow-up um last uh last 45 episode i talked about how um jenny lewis is getting ready to release a new album probably will be out by the time we air this episode um and she's actually coming to orlando she uh she added some dates so i'm i'm super excited already got my tickets uh for september so i don't have to come up and see you sorry buddy wow that hurt that hurt uh i will say that the my choice for single on this episode was inspired by Jenny Lewis and her new song, Red Bull and Hennessy. Now, I don't know if she actually drinks Red Bull and Hennessy, but I recently started drinking what the one place calls it, a man on the moon. And it is uh, blue moon Belgian white with a shot of peach schnapps. And that's okay. my, my new love. And it's called a man on the moon. So I chose for our, my episode, Man on the Moon by R.E.M. Let's play Twister, let's play Risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see you in heaven if you make this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Now Andy, did you hear about this one? Tell me, are you locked in the pond? Andy, are you goofing on Elvis too, baby? Are we losing touch? You, you just queued it up. Maybe we should just go a little out of order then. So, to, to, so, so that's the inspiration is is drinking for your fiftieth. <laughs> just this time, not every time. Just this time. Okay. So, so how was how was the birthday? Because you you ended up going to uh, my girlfriend threw a party for me. Where I know where oh. where where did you go? That's what I'm saying. Oh, to, uh, the birthday party was at her house, and then we went on vacation to Lake Tahoe. And I, uh, I, I Instagrammed some pictures of memorabilia from the Hard Rock. You did. Uh, did you throw those on the the hashtag Records Revisited podcast? Uh, at least one of them. I, I I could go back and add the others, but some uh, they had some <laughs> they had some really cool stuff there. Uh, not quite as much. I mean, I'm sure Vegas has even cooler, but there was some. Some stuff, some Ron Wood stuff, Elton John. Um, there was some, uh, let's see, a Green Day, a guitar, uh, some stage-worn pants by Joey Ramone, uh, a Blue Seal guitar from BB King. Tons of really cool memorabilia. Did you did you say Green Day? <laughs> I I I I hate to because I'm afraid you're gonna stall me on the Dookie episode again. Yeah, I have I haven't finished the editing on that. <laughs> We recorded you know it be, like a month ago. You know what would be funny? This reminds me of Chinese Democracy by Guns N' Roses. Oh, I wish, I wish if we ever review that, we're never gonna we're never gonna release the episode. No, no, absolutely, absolutely not. Um, yeah, I here's the deal. We recorded Dookie uh, middle of February, and then we had Carrie from Hammerbox on an episode. I enjoyed the editing so much of that episode that I just finished it. Like I, 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 I totally forgot that green day even existed. And then, well, here, here's, here's the other news. So Wayne and I were invited to do a guest spot on rock in the suburbs. Rock in the suburbs is a, is another music podcast, a couple former USA today, uh, entertainment guys, um, They've been doing this podcast for uh, you know a couple of years. They found out that uh, I was doing my own podcast as well, and and uh, invited us to do a couple episodes. They liked one of the episodes, um, didn't like one of the other episodes. I kind of feel feel a little hurt and dejected on that, but I'll, I'll get over it. But the one the one episode that they are using is our episode talking about t-shirts. What t-shirt are you wearing? What t-shirt are you wearing? So perfect, perfect little, uh, uh, you know, segue back to, uh, to, to our, our, uh, our podcast. So, so yeah, that was a, that was a lot of fun to do, but it kind of threw me off as far as the editing goes for, for, for Dookie. And then I was getting ready to do the editing over the weekend 
and we recorded a really fun episode with Michael MacArthur, uh, who is a, a, a Florida musician, singer, songwriter who just released his first album. He chose John Prine and we ended up having a really good conversation on that. We love the album. All three of us ended up loving the album. And so I started the editing process for that. And I, um, yeah, I finished that. And so Dookie still sits there. Dookie's queued up. It's yeah. So one of these days I'm, I might actually, might actually get to it, but. The Dookie episode is the new Chinese democracy. That's, that's it. That absolutely it. All right. So, so let's, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about real quick. Um, Record Store Day. So Record Store Day is coming out. Uh, did you get a, a chance to take a look at the list of uh, releases that they're they're doing for for Record Store Day? Uh, you know what? Uh, you mentioned it, and I, I completely blew right past it. I think REM's releasing something, right? Bootleg. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, a bootleg from the Out of Time time period. So they they didn't tour for that particular uh for that particular album but they did a couple like small i don't know if they were like secret shows but one of the big bootlegs is this um they ended up calling it bingo hand job and the the all of the the guys in the band were like uh assumed pseudonyms for it and they had a couple other guests appear on it and those were pseudonyms as well from from what I remember, because uh, I I didn't really go deep on the bootlegs for for REM, not like I did with you know like U2 or Pearl Jam, but um, it's one of those bootlegs that everybody has been you know really calling them out on, where it's like you know you keep releasing all these live these live recordings from Greece and you know England, and it's like when are you gonna finally release this and they so they are now. Um, so that's that's definitely one that's on my my list. The other one that's supposed to be also very super rare is a um, Lily Hyatt and John Hyatt combination. John plays a Lily song. Lily plays a John song. I guess it's only limited to like 500, 500 uh, uh, copies. So... I, I definitely want to get a copy of that because you know how I I love oh. both of them and yeah. Uh, so yeah um, and then and then there's some Pearl Jam stuff Pearl Jam is like the ambassador for for this for this uh, go round of Record Store Day and um, I'm I'm sure usually the ambassadors they print off a lot of those particular issues so I'm. I'm sure I'll I'll probably grab one of the, the the Pearl Gem issues as well. So, all right, want to get to our uh, our 45s? You know, I, I, and I and I almost texted you when you when you told me what your choice was for 45. You were uh, you were in Reno, and isn't that a song by R R E M? All the way to Reno. I, you know, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So, so tell me about your choice and why you picked uh, it. I and like I say, um, other I than you were inebriated. No, no, no. That's that's my drink. Is just like Red Bull and Hennessy is Jenny Lewis's. I drink a man on the moon. Um, but this is also a great song. 
this is the second single from the Automatic for the People release in 1992. Uh, actually got to number 30 on the Hot 100. And it even, I didn't even realize there was a, but it made number two on the Alternative Songs uh, Billboard list, which I'm assuming is a defunct list now, as well as number four on the mainstream rock chart. It's a, an idea that Bill Berry came up with, um, just a chord progression, C slide to D. Peter Buck took it from there, put in some, you know, put in a chorus and a bridge. And then I one of the cool stories that I read was they had everything done. Um, all they were, uh, the album was done. All they needed was uh, Michael Stipe's vocals and well, he first he had to write the lyrics to Man on the Moon. He tried to convince him to, to just go with that as an inter instrumental track. None of the band members were buying it. Um, so he, I guess they recorded it in Seattle. So he was walking around town with his Walkman cassette player on, somehow got inspired uh, by the Andy Kaufman saga and wrote these lyrics, went in, put them down, they mixed them and sent them off to be mastered the whole thing that that night. So it was a pretty good, cool story. And like I say, when you read the lyrics, it's not it's it's much it's got very much of a feel of uh, and the end of the world as we know it. It's a lot of cultural, you know, pop culture references, just kind of one after the other. It's just just a great song. It was a great video. I love in the la at the end of the video when he finally, you know, hops on that truck that Bill Berry's driving and they drive into that truck stop and in the in that bar uh everybody's singing but him and yet he's the one whose voice you hear it's kind yeah. of a little I don't know it's kind of a cool little twist that they put into it I liked it you know and and I'm the REM guy and I never looked at the lyrics of this cuz I cuz I always thought I knew the lyrics except for the first line and, and Mott the Hoople no, in the game of life. I, I had no idea it was Mott the Hoople. I for <laughs> for year for years I always said I'm gonna go look at the lyrics because I have no idea what he's saying there. I I don't remember what podcast I was listening to, but they were talking about Mott the Hoople, and they're like, oh yeah, REM talks about it in in um, in Automatic for the People. I'm like, oh, that's what he's saying. Okay. And I read I that he he associates that was like a band that he was listening to. I'm assuming, you know, obviously in the mid to late 70s, when that's the band he associates with that time period that Andy Kaufman was doing his, his whether it be performance art or comedy, how however you, you view it. Yeah. Or Andy Kaufman is just one of the young dudes. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't think Bowie knew who Andy Kaufman was, but uh <laughs> Yeah. Like I say, I never even thought of the, I always wondered why it was called Man in the Moon, but I didn't, because I'd, I'd never realized that there was a conspiracy that around Andy Kaufman's death and that he was faking his death. But some of the stuff he's pulled, I, I guess it would have seemed logical at the time, but I guess it's a, it's a, it's pulling together, you know, Elvis Presley. A lot of people believe that he faked his death, or I don't know that they still do. Um, obviously, some people believe that man didn't actually land on the moon. So it's those references are tying into that. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah. 
any any idea what the B side was on this? Was there oh, was there? Please, did did you even ask me that? Yes, the B side to this was New Orleans instrumental number two, which I okay. listened to. It's got this really slow paced uh, accordion, which kind of gives you that zydeco feel and a lot of tambourine. But it made me curious as if this is New Orleans instrumental number two, what is New Orleans instrumental number one? So I listened to that much darker, no accordion. Um, it's funny how there you can there's a two really different senses of you know atmospheres in those songs. The first one, instrumental number one is very kind of gloomy. And then instrumental number two, which it has kind of an upbeat light feel to it. I don't know if it's because in a cut of you. I don't know, accordion just makes me laugh anyway, seeing people play it. So, so what album is instrumental number one on, or is it just is it, out there? Uh, instrumental number one, I believe, is on Automatic for the People, isn't it? Yeah. It's okay. it's it was released on a on on one of their albums. Number two, I think, is only the B side. I don't believe that's anywhere. Okay. Except the B side to Man on the Moon. I guess I should know that, huh? No, 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 you're right. You're right. I'm I'm looking it up right now. New Orleans instrumental number one. That is right before sweetness follows and after everybody hurts. And I, th yeah, that's uh, if we ever end up doing that uh, revisit, uh, I will probably have to uh, shamedly admit that I always fast forwarded that. <laughs> Because well, because I always felt like everybody hurts. Two sweetness follows was perfect progression. That New Orleans instrumental number one just never really fit for me. Like well, didn't 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 we at one point? This was one of the ones when it celebrated, you know, the twenty five years. You and I texted each other and we we ranked this. And that's I think right. And you gave and you gave me crap because Sweetness Follows is my favorite song on this album. Yeah, compared to all, I mean, some of the, I mean, I just love Side the song. Wonder, yeah, Sidewinder sleeps. Yeah, that's on there. So many, uh, night, night, night swimming is on there. Find uh, the river. Is there. Is, I mean, th this is this is you're, you're ridiculous. You've lost me. Uh, <laughs> See, that's that's the beauty of our of our of our podcast. It's all about, you know, talking about our differences and how we consume music differently, you know? So judge me all you want, buddy. <laughs> I, I so, was going to anyway. So, all right. I know you were. All right. Uh, well, um, my, my single of the month, you're, you're probably going to go, wow, really? Um, so I chose look away by big country.
wow, I didn't see that coming. I, you know, what's funny is Big Country actually came into my mind a couple of weeks ago because the, the rave ups, I, there's something Big Country about them. I, I, I never, I didn't, I didn't get a chance on the podcast to mention that, but when they came up, I, I get a big country feel from them. I don't know if they're maybe they're from the Scotland or they're not. The uh, the rave ups are from like Jersey. <laughs> well then, yeah, they yeah. So a, they just have a big country feel sound to them. No, I so so here here's why I chose this. So it came up on one of my Spotify recommended lists, and it's like. You know, and and they they're like recommended for you. I haven't heard this in in years, and it's such a great song. It it comes off of their 1986 album called The Seer. Really underappreciated album. Um, there is some really good 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 stuff on on that particular album. Um, the the teacher is also on that record. Um, I'm trying to remember what the name of the uh, the the Kate Bush and Big Country song that's on there and that's really solid as well. Um, I totally don't have any notes for for today's uh, for today's episode and it's it's showing. Um, and here here's why I chose that because I thought that this was a really interesting interesting note. You know when you think of Big Country, you think of in a Big Country, you think of Fields of Fire, Wonderland. This was the highest charting single for the UK singles chart for them, peaked at number seven. And of course, in Ireland, this was like a number one, uh, a number one song. Um, the B-side for this is also really solid. It's a song called Restless Natives. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll throw a little clip of that uh, here at the, the end of uh, the episode. Also a really solid song. Yeah, it definitely sounds like the 80s. And that's okay. Just like I think, uh, I think Man on the Moon sounds like the '90s. So um, it's it's okay with uh, recapturing those decades. No, oh, absolutely. And you're gonna you're gonna hate yourself because the Kate Bush Big Country single was actually the title single of the Seer. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. I'm not sure. So, what the heck was that? I said I said Big Country, and Alexa was gonna play it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It was called the Seer. Uh, like I said, I, I'm I'm doing this without notes, and you know how I love my notes. So this is uh, this is a little, little different. Using new technology and using no notes. So you're seat of your pants. You're like a fighter pilot or something. Some something like that. Something like that. So, all right. Well, um, a- anything else we want to? To, to chat about was there any other feedback of uh, any of these episodes that we aired in February that we uh, we needed to chat about? No, I think we're just we're just going to keep uh, hammering on. I I will say one thing about the the February uh, episodes. You know, the, I, I I listened you know back to 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 the Carrie episode. She spilled the beans on some stuff, which was was kind of fun. And and here here's what here's what I think is is really a compliment to us is that all the guests that we've had on so far um, have indicated that uh, they had a lot of fun and uh, a few of them have already told me that uh, they can't wait to be on another episode. So 
that's that's a big compliment to us and i'm 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 really proud of that fact oh me too and like i say uh i mean my hat's off to you uh these have been some great guests i mean and uh like carrie Ocri is she is just fabulous i mean she's one of the i mean i i guess i don't know if met is the right word since we only spoke through uh podcasting microphones but she's just uh a doll i mean she just has and she does like i say she has great stories she was there at a time where uh that we you know our wheelhouse that we're really interested in and she you know mentioned yeah. names that we you know of, of bands that we knew and she was hanging out with them and like i say an incredible endearing person very very smart and yeah, she wasn't. She doesn't hesitate to say. I mean, if when you ask her questions, I I had some. She stepped all over some of my best jokes that I've wrote uh, that I've come up with so far. But uh, it's only because she's a very, like she said, a very pragmatic, logical person. She didn't. She she just answered my question. She just was. Uh, it was. She was a joy to have. And like I say, Michael McCarthy, great, very great, uh, gracious, wonderful singer songwriter with some with you know insight and a, a great. Uh, you know, I'm, knowledge I'm, of his craft. I'm glad you slaughtered his name now on this episode instead of the one that we just did. Oh, with God, I, it's MacArthur. I, damn it's it. MacArthur. <laughs> I know I said it right every single time then. So uh, that's, but that's, uh, it's all right. It's all I'm, good. It's man. like, yeah, I'm just glad I didn't call him Andrew McCarthy. Right. <laughs> That that would have been slaughtered both the 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 first name and the last name. That that would have been not good. I'm also excited for some of the guests we've got lined up for April. I mean, I've got guests lined up through through May right now. So that's well, that's not, pretty cool. Let's not forget where we're not forget where we come no, from. No, no, that's all. Nope, nope. In fact, in fact, I uh, for the say anything episode, I kind of penciled that one of I don't want a guest on. I want to I want to chat about that movie and I just yeah I, I don't want to have to feel like I have to uh, you know don the interviewer cap for that one I just want to I want to chat about that movie because I love I love the movie I love the music in it and you know there there's some there's some good stuff I mean yeah uh, I don't so want to have to stand out in front of your house with a boombox over my head um, no I don't I don't want that either. <laughs> You know? Your neighbors don't want that either. No, absolutely not. And 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 I know exactly where that park is too. That's that's like university uh, university district um, there in Tacoma. So yeah, I I'm a, I'm gonna assume that 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 park is no longer in existence. I gotta I gotta assume that they probably uh, put some houses on it. Yeah, be interesting. I, I, I was it near University of Puget Sound. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I don't know. The city of Tacoma is pretty uh, proud of their parks. They don't really get rid of. Yeah, teams. well, there's a few that they shouldn't be very proud of, like Wapato. <laughs> yeah, just don't swim in there. No, no, absolutely not. All right, uh, we good? Yes. Yep. Let's put a bow on it. All right, let's put a bow on it. All right. Uh, um, yeah, since I'm doing this cold, let's see. Um, <laughs> to to uh, let's see if I can remember the the the, the outro. Uh, all right, uh, please go support the arts. Buy a T-shirt of the band. Go to a record store, and not just on record store day, but 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 definitely go on record store day. And and please don't buy the the bingo handjob bootleg, <laughs> please, because save that for me. We are records revisited, and we are out. out.